0: Hello and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. Good morning, church. How are we doing? We have a good Thanksgiving? I'm feeling a little bit like tired. I feel like I ate too much. We had like four Thanksgiving meals this year, so it's not, it's not good. Let's go on a diet. I always say that. Never do, you know. But hey, it's good to be here, and I'm so excited to preach this morning. If I haven't met you before, my name is Graydon, and uh, if you want to know about me, I'm passionate about Jesus and his church. I'm passionate about the uh, the youth group here, which are a bunch of world changers, and uh, I'm passionate about my two lovely ladies, Christina, my wife, and Natalie, my daughter. We got to go to uh, the TCU football game on Black Friday, if you want to put puts a picture up here, and uh, Natalie loves TCU, she's trying to do her horn frog here, she loves TCU more than I do, and I went there, so uh, it's just, it's so much fun, we, we got another picture here with the three of us as well, and uh, she's just, that was her face like the entire time, it was awesome, uh, it was like 40 degrees, and And uh, like misting and everybody was like, oh, it's just like a crazy game. We played bad and Natalie didn't know. She loved it. So uh, yeah, we have an amazing family. And uh, hey, it's just my honor to preach to you this morning in this Advent season, talking about Jesus coming to earth. It's just an absolute miracle. And and we're also looking forward to him coming again. If you don't know what Advent is, it comes from a Latin word, Adventus. I think I said that right for our Latin scholars in the room. I don't know. And it means arrival or coming. And so we're just, we are celebrating Jesus during this Advent season. We are celebrating that He came to us and that He's going to come again. So, um, I'm, I'm so excited. And, and the, the title of this series is Joy to the World because we really believe that when Jesus came to earth, True joy entered the world. True joy was breaking on the horizon like a sunrise. And so it's just, it's something to celebrate and absolutely uh, get excited about. So join me as I pray this morning and we'll jump in here. Jesus, we love you and we can't talk about you enough, Lord. We can't worship you enough. You are so worthy, Jesus. We love you so much, Lord, and we're so excited that you are Emmanuel. You are God with us. And so we worship you for that this morning. Be with us here, Lord, and speak through me today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I was preparing for this, I was asking the Lord, what is it really that I need to say? And I felt like a word came into my mind, and here's the word, behold. All right, can we say that together? Behold. Behold. It's not a common word for us these days. I learned from Google Books that it peaked in usage in 1599. So, yeah, apparently you can track that. I, I didn't know that. But uh, if you really love the 17th century, then I guess this message is for you. Um, and so, yeah, I, behold, I felt like God said behold. And, and really, I started to, it came to my head that there's actually a lot of passages in Scripture about Jesus coming that start off by saying, behold. And so I felt like, okay, Lord, I got something to run with here. And I want to ask you to hold on to that word this Christmas season. During Advent, behold, because behold is oftentimes it's used as an interjection or an interruption saying, stop and see, look, turn your attention. Don't miss this. Behold. And that is the message for Christmas. That is the message for Jesus coming. The incarnation is stop and do not miss this. Because as as many of us know, we've gone through a lot of Christmases before and we've missed it and we fail to behold it, and it, we've come into it with distraction and just weary ears, right? We've heard this story a thousand times, and so we lose our wonder of it, right? And you've probably heard the, the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt, but Pastor Rick Warren says, familiarity breeds complacency. And so maybe we've heard it so many times that we've grown complacent with the Christmas story. It doesn't capture us maybe like it used to. Maybe we just feel like it's really just like a children's tale. Or it's kind of like an animated story, you know? It's like better than DreamWorks, but maybe not as interesting as Pixar, you know? It's like somewhere in the middle there, right? And and man, can we really lose our wonder at this story? Can we fail to behold that Jesus, the Son of God, came to us? He came to earth. He became a human. This is wild. And this morning, I may even ask you a few times, can you believe this? And I hope you do. Please believe it. But are you serious? Oh my goodness, this story is just incredible. And so um, let's let's make 2019 different with the Christmas story. Let's make this year a year to behold it and not let it go past us again. Here's the main thing this morning. Here's what I'm really trying to to say um, is that the incarnation of Jesus reveals a God that is so different and so much better than what we expected. God is so different, but he's so much better than we all thought he was. And that's what the message of the incarnation is telling us. It's the most natural thing for us to create a God in our own image But the incarnation of Jesus reveals the true character of God to us. And so we must behold it. No one expected this. No one saw this coming. The experts of the Hebrew Scriptures missed it. How could this be? This is so incredible. So let's get into it. And uh, let's turn to Matthew 1 as well, if you have a Bible with you. And I just want to go ahead and tell you that this message just fires me up. And so I want to invite you to get amped with me a little bit, like maybe just get a little hyper, you know, because this is like, this is, this is just amazing. Okay. And so I'm going to try and give you some coherent thought this morning, but wow, if you've seen that video of Shia LaBeouf, the just do it video, that's how I feel right now. You know, it's just like, just do it. If you haven't seen it, look it up later, please. Uh, if you start laughing, I'll know you're looking it up in the middle of the message. So, all right, let's go to the scriptures here. Matthew 1 starting verse 18 uh, down to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold... which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. This is the word of God. So okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run back through this passage just kind of little by little and we're going to talk about how we've got to behold this a little bit, how amazing this is. And so let's just, let's just start back here in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. What? Are you serious? I mean, this is like, do we really get this? Like, do we get that this was a miracle? I mean, like this was a actual physical miracle that happened on planet Earth. Like this happened. And we talk about it like, oh yeah, yeah, Jesus came to Earth. Like he came as a baby, you know, he came, Mary was just a Holy Spirit thing. What? We've got to just let our minds be blown by this for a little bit because this is a miracle. If you take anything away this morning just remember this that the Christmas story is about a miracle did you know that our God does miracles that he's into miracles, he's into them back then and today as well. Did you know that? God loves miracles, and I've seen miracles in front of my eyes. I've seen healings happen. I've seen miracle pregnancies. I've seen financial miracles. I've seen lives completely transformed, but we've just got to get this. Did you know that we are called to, to just revel in the miracle of the Incarnation? We are called to just sit in it and just let it soak us up. And I know we've got people all over the miracle spectrum in the room today, and that's totally fine. We've got people who are like, everything's a miracle. You know, it's like, if anything good happens, it's a miracle. You know, good parking spot at Target, miracle. <laughs> Trader Joe's have my dark chocolate, miracle, right? <laughs> Cowboys won, miracle, <laughs> right? Jason Garrett gets fired. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm, just, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went too far. <laughs> sorry, Holy Spirit. I stay on track here. Stay on track. But uh, hey, and then we've got we've got the skeptics in the room, and that's that's totally fine. We've got people who are like, ah, I just I'm really into natural explanations. You know, I'm Enneagram 5, whatever it is. You know, you just I I am in the investigator, and this can be explained, right? You can literally watch a cloud rain actual dogs and cats and you'd explain it somehow like well it's the weather pattern and all this kind of stuff right so we've got we and then lots of people in between right but like I just want to say that this was a miracle and so what if we what if we looked at miracles a little bit different this morning what if we kind of redefine miracle because um, most of the time when we talk about a miracle happening this is what we really say we say that God who created the world and he's he's kind of far off he kind of set it in motion God, every now and then, chooses to kind of dip his finger back into the natural way of things to to produce a miracle, and then he kind of steps back again. But what if we looked at it this way? What if we looked at, it's not so much an interruption of nature, but what if the miracle was actually the most natural thing you've ever seen in your life? What if the miracle was actually the way things ought to be and the way things are in God's new creation, which is breaking forth through the life of Jesus? What if we looked at it as God's actually sustaining everything by the power of his word. And so when a miracle happens, it's, the, it's, it's not an oddity, it's reality. What if we just reframe that a little bit and we started to see that God, God's actually in the life of Jesus, in the incarnation, here's what happened. Heaven, God's space, and earth, man's space, they just started to overlap in the person of Jesus. What if we really saw that and we started to say, wow, That the, the Jewish people always believed that there was an overlap, but they just thought it was contained in structures. They thought it was in the tabernacle and then in the temple. What if the incarnation, the ultimate miracle, was that heaven and earth now permanently overlap in the person of Jesus? And for those who are in Christ, you now live in the overlap. You are the thin place between heaven and earth. What if we started to see that, that that that's what a miracle is. And so when a miracle happens, we're saying, yes, that's God's future breaking into the present through Jesus. And so maybe that can unify us a little bit when we talk about miracles, that, that a miracle is, is that we're breathing. A miracle is that God is making his way come to pass. And so but here's what's happened. We've been overrun by, by this dualistic Epicurean deism, Greek philosophy, other big words, like that type of mindset, And so we think that like, if there's a God, if God created things, then he's a God that's very far off. He's like a watchmaker who just set it in motion and just let it go, right? And so when we believe that way, we start to believe that there's a natural and spiritual separation, and we don't really need a lot of help to to explore that. We can do that on our own. But maybe, maybe, maybe there's miracles, and maybe it's not like a disinterested executive trying to shorten his to-do list when a miracle happens. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's God being who God is. Maybe it's Jesus coming and tugging on heaven to come overlap with earth, right? And so I just want to say this this morning. It is a miracle. And this version of God that Jesus reveals in the incarnation is so much better than our picture of who God might be. So much better. Okay, so the incarnation is a miracle in the most biblical and not dualistic way, but Then I gotta ask, why like this? You ever think about that? Like, why like this? Because this is a scandal. This is a total scandal. This is a scandalous pregnancy. Why like this, God? I mean, we've kind of behold this a little bit. Like, look, stop, and see this. This is a total scandal. Like, if I was planning this thing, I wouldn't have chosen this route. Like, I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, let's make sure we got a scandalous pregnancy in a region that everybody looks down upon in a poor family, and let's make sure that uh that uh you know he's totally obscure for 30 years. That's not that's not my plan. It's not my plan. Uh, Imagine the perception. Imagine the, the conversations behind Mary and Joseph's back. Imagine a family that never in the whole history of the family line has had a child out of wedlock probably, and Mary and Joseph show up to Christmas. And not only that, but they show up and the baby comes Like there, like his whole family's in town for the census. And they're like, oh, it's like that baby. That baby just showed up, you know? And it's like that baby is the one who's going to carry our family name on. Like, are you kidding me? What a scandal. And yet here's a miracle they couldn't see is that that baby would take the name of all humanity on himself and lead us into salvation. But this is a total scandal. Why God? Why like this? Why like this? God wasn't worried about our perception of him. He's not afraid of what you think of him. God's not afraid to go the lowest way imaginable. Do you know God couldn't go any farther to get you? Like Jesus, the son of God on the throne of heaven, he goes all the way down to be among sinful humanity. But not only that, he comes in like a scandal, like someone everybody looks down upon. He wasn't afraid to do it that way. Why? Why, Lord, like this? I think maybe it has something to do with, With 1 Corinthians 1.25, here's what Paul says. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. That is just crazy. God's saying, listen, I didn't do it your way on purpose. That was the whole point. Because my foolishness, it's wiser than you. My weakness, it's stronger than you. So let me come and let me save you. And let me do it in the lowest way imaginable. Listen, I was homeschooled my whole life all the way through. And the only scandal at Christmas I heard about was when people said, Happy Holidays. (laughs) That's my, that is my reference point for a scandal at Christmas. Do we, do we know the story? like jesus is blowing all of our expectations right now and this is the story of christmas this baby caused mary and joseph to literally cling to faith that's all they had and he was going to go on to provide that faith that he called them to right this is unbelievable let's keep going verse 19 and her husband joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame resolved to divorce her quietly i just want to pause on this real quick Do you notice how it describes Joseph as being just? This is like a pause parenthetical thought right here. That the definition, the description of justice here is actually um, being motivated by compassion and care versus punishment and shame, right? I think we got something to learn here from Joseph, actually, who's not, the story's not about Joseph, but he's teaching us something, that the biblical description of justice is about compassion, care, and love and i think that's really if we're only if our only understanding of justice is punitive rather than restorative and about compassion then we're missing something here all right i'm paused let's keep going verse 20 but as he considered these things behold an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream saying joseph son of david do not fear to take mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the holy spirit she will bear a son you shall call his name jesus for he will save his people from their sins so Here's what we haven't talked about yet. Jesus came as a baby. Why did he come as a baby? Babies are so dependent. Babies are so weak, right? Babies, they 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 literally can't survive without the care of other people. Why did God come as a baby? This is unbelievable, but I believe it. It's crazy. Are you serious? Jesus chose the baby route. He's going to rescue all of humanity, and he chose... It's very rare. It's a rare move. I love rescue movies, and I still haven't seen the one where the main is like, let's do this, but let me grab my baby first. It's not, it's not out there. It's not out there. Nobody brings their baby to a rescue. Rescue plots do not involve newborns, but God! But God! God does things differently than we do them, and that is the point, okay? If I was creating the rescue plan of humanity, we'd be toast. Alright? We would not be saved. God did it his way, and it was a miracle, it was a scandal, it was a rescue, and he came as a tiny little baby. The way of Jesus is the way of humility and self giving every single time. He comes as a baby, a human baby, and he is more powerful than you and I because he redefined power. Your understanding of power it doesn't jive with the way Jesus does things because His authority, He can come as a human little child who is dependent on Mary and Joseph and He is the most powerful person in all the world. The one who created everything decided to become the created. And that's the way. That's the trajectory downward into humility. That's the way that He saves all of humanity. It's just incredible. Verse 22 all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, stop, look, see, don't miss this. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is just amazing. So Isaiah prophesied like, around 730 years beforehand, that this is going to happen, but then God fulfills it in a way that no one saw coming, that God himself would be the one who comes, that God himself would be the one who comes and walks into our earth, and he is going to save everyone. He's going to be the one prophesied about. God with us was a literal promise. And this is the the final just amazing miracle of the incarnation is Emmanuel. God with us. I mean, we talk about how God can't be around sin, but Jesus came and made a home around sin. He came to us. We talk about how God, you know, in the in the Jewish uh culture, they God's personal name was so holy they couldn't even say it. And now Jesus the Son of God's the the kid down the block who like made a chair for you. You know, it's like this just God with us, it means so much more than we thought it meant. God's so different than we thought. Like we thought he was talking like in a spiritual sense, like God is with you, you know? It's like, no, Jesus is here. He is with us. That is the miracle of the incarnation. This is absolutely just insane. God, you're so good. You're so different than I expected, but you're so good. And and, and we are just, we're like the worst roommates of all time. We're horrible. We make messes. We only communicate when we have a complaint. Like, we are just... And Jesus said, I'm going to make my home with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to come, and I'm going to get inside your world. And I'm going to become a baby. And I'm going to save you. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And, and this is a revelation to all of humanity. God with us. And let me say this, that, that no one else... No one else has a claim like this. No one else... Is like Jesus. No one else has this. No one in all creation and all of history, no religion has a claim like this. I mean, you can just look at all the world religions and you can find a lot of stuff. You can find a lot of things that are similar to what we believe, but you can't find this. Okay? You can find a God. You can find gods. You can find a heaven. You can find morality. You can find a wis- wisdom. You can find uh, holy writings. You can find gods who come to earth. You can find gods who come to earth as kind of a fake superhuman. You can find gods who come to kind of trick people. You can find reincarnation, but you cannot find the incarnation. You cannot find a God who's willing to become the created in order to die for his enemies. You cannot find jesus you can't find jesus the son of god the messiah the human baby flesh and blood who is the king of kings you can't find that anywhere else okay and so this is what makes us who we are is this christmas story that we've just let go just go over our head again this is what makes us who we are and we just have to behold it for a little bit just oh lord help us we want to see it we want to just we want to sit in it and just be amazed by it again. You can't find this anywhere else. He's so much better than what we thought. God is with us. God, want, he's so committed to you and I. He's so committed to us. He wants to be with us. Can you believe it? I mean, I don't even want to be with me sometimes. You know, God wants to be with us to be among us. Praise God. These last two verses, starting verse 24, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. I love the simple obedience of Mary and Joseph. It's so, it's so encouraging to me. Just the simple, they did not have all the answers. They'd, they did not know what God was up to, but they just said yes. They, they obeyed. And ultimately, the simple obedience of Jesus, who would live a perfect life, his obedience and faithfulness to his Father, that is our hope. That is joy to the world. That is every, that's everything our hope is wrapped up in, because if you are in Christ, it means you're in his perfect obedience and faithfulness to the Father. And so when God looks at you, he sees his Son. He sees his perfect faithfulness. And so he's given us an invitation to just jump into that perfect faithfulness. If we'll just give ourselves to Him, He will provide the perfect obedience. It's worth noting that this whole passage, it begins and ends with Jesus. Now the birth of Jesus Christ, and it ends saying He called His name Jesus. Does our Christmas season, does our Advent season, does it begin and end with Jesus? Because I think for a lot of us, we've bought into this idea that to make Christmas fun, we have to do all the other stuff. That the Christmas story is like, Boring. I mean, what? what's boring about this? What's boring about a miracle? And a scandal? And a baby? And a rescue? What is, what is boring? I must have missed it. Because I think this is just about the most miraculous story I've ever heard in my life. Are we really telling... The story, are we telling the Christmas story? Are we beginning and ending with Jesus? And I love Christmas. I love all the stuff. And it's my favorite time of year. Absolutely. I literally am quoted saying that I love Christina more during Christmas time. I, I, I shouldn't have said that, but I just like Christmas makes me happy. It makes me love people more. You know, it's just like, ah! but, but it's like, it's the Christmas story though, that will set it on fire. You want to go to the next level with Christmas? Don't buy a bigger present. Just start beholding the Christmas story again, right? It's, it's just incredible. Behold. Look. See. Don't miss this. Because God is so much better than who we thought he was. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. All right, well, let's respond to the Lord. If y'all want to go ahead and stand up, and the worship band can come on up, and we'd love to get the ministry team up here to the front as well. Because we want to respond. If we're going to behold God, if we're going to really stop and look and see, then we have to turn to him. And, and to come with whatever we need here. And so I think there's, there's a few ways that we are called to respond this morning. There's a few ways that maybe God's tugging on your heart. And I just want to say this. If if God's putting on something on your heart that I'm not going to mention right now, then res- respond to Him. Respond to Him no matter what. But maybe you need to just reclaim your wonder of the Christmas story again. Maybe you do feel like you, it's just white noise to you, and you haven't, you haven't been beholding uh, Jesus um, coming to earth in a while. And so, hey, we, we're, we're doing this thing together. We're walking together here. And so if you feel like that's you, then come to the front and get some prayer. Ask for the Lord to just stir it up in your heart again, the amazement of who he really is. Maybe you need a miracle. And I hope that you learn this morning that God does miracles. And so it could be a miracle about a thousand different things. But if you need God to show up then then come to the front and ask for prayer. Be vulnerable and share what's going on in your life. And we'd love to pray for God to do a miracle because we don't have to be intimidated at whether or not He's going to answer the prayer because heaven and earth are overlapping this morning. And the last thing is that maybe you just need to know this amazing Jesus. Maybe you just feel like I, I've known a Jesus that looks like me that I kind of created in my own head, but do you need to know this Jesus? This Jesus who absolutely changes everything. And so this morning, there's an opportunity. There's an invitation here to do that. To say, Jesus, I want to give you myself so that I can receive everything in return. And so if if that's you this morning, then please come to the front. We'd love to talk to you about that and ask Jesus to come and show up. So please, this morning, don't leave without getting prayer, uh, whether it's up here at the front or by someone next to you. So Jesus, would you come? Lord, would you come and would you absolutely amaze us again this morning? Lord, we want to behold you. We want to see you right now, Lord. Let none of us leave here without seeing you and beholding you again. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Front's open. Please come respond to the Lord.